mention this? This is kind of exciting. Trump's doing a presser at about 8.30 our time. We got to take some of that. Yeah, he's going to comment on the election. We'll get ready. We'll have that for you. Well, you know, but, you know, they're going to ask him questions. He could say anything. Sure. Get, in, get him worked up. Yes, he see what his mood is. If somebody hits him with a direct, we'll ask uh, Deb Saunders about this. She's a White House correspondent. If somebody hits Trump with a direct, what if Adam Schiff tries to get your taxes? You know, oh, who knows yeah. what he might say. Well, yeah, his tone is going to be conciliatory and work across the aisle He's already he, established that. But He intends to come out right. and have that be his tone. Exactly. Until somebody <laughs> shouts the question you shouted. It's a great example. <laughs> and they will. So, late night joke off coming up in a moment. Now, earlier off the air... You made, you, you, mm, I want to be fair about this. You received one or more, I'm leaving the state texts we did. And, and you, well, yeah. you, you dismissed them a little bit. Well, I dismissed them because, well, first of all, after every election, we get lots of these oh, from yeah. whichever side. Sure. And, um, particularly in this case, with Gavin winning last night, I'm out of the state. Well, you knew he was going to win for quite some time. You were like holding back on putting the yard sale sign in the yard Hope until last Springs night. Hope eternal. Come on. And now it's dead. <laughs> well, Jack, I would respond to you this way. 130,000 people left the state of California last year. Oh, there's, last perfectly, year. there's perfectly good reason to move out of the state of California. Right. I would not argue that a bit. Mm. I think if you based it on last night's Gavin winning, I think that's a little strange because that was obviously going to happen. Uh, now you're taking the, a cynical talk show host view of and it. That's the people direction it's going anyway. to make sure... They're saying, okay, which way is this going to go? Yep, sure enough, it's the way I thought. Wow. I'm out. You had any doubt that it was going to go that way? Okay, I did not. I think that's just the direction it's going. I've given up. You know, maybe you you hope Springs Eternal, not with me. None whatsoever. Allied van lines Springs Eternal. People. That's my hope. People like big government. People like stuff. They like it today. From the government. Yes, they like it today. They will despise it tomorrow, but nobody thinks about tomorrow. Yeah, no, it, that's over. I yeah. gave up on that a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Doomed. The thing with the Doomed. state, though, the thing with the state is you can step across the border and it's no longer your problem. Mm-hmm. You can't do that with the country. Well, you can, but you're not going to. Right. And by the hundreds of thousands, people are stepping across those borders. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. A and trend then, that will surely continue. And then it's a race, as it has been for quite a while, which state goes broke first, California or Illinois. And then the nation decides, because nobody knows, do you bail out a state? It'll be Illinois. They just tossed out their reformer governor who is trying desperately to straighten out the state and now have gone back to a, a, a Democrat in Illinois. So yeah, and, it'll be Illinois. And I'll tell you how that's going to work. The first state will get bailed out. Mm-hmm. The second state will not. <laughs> so it's very important to win that race. Yes. The race to the bottom. Yeah. You're better off being the first state. So in case you're just waking up, wake up. The Democrats took the House. They've got a smallish majority, but a majority, which will be a thorn in Trump's side. The Republicans actually added to their majority in the Senate. It's unclear by how much because there are several races that are too close to call, but they will definitely have at least 51 Senators. Uh, we'll uh, go over uh, various uh, West Coasty results a little bit later on. Plus, we're going to be talking to Deb Saunders in a moment or two. But right now, a late night joke off. Here's the format. How does this work? Here's the format. We play I'm not jokes. sure I understand the format. This will be the format explained <laughs> for you. The uh, late night jokesters make their jokes. We grade them. And whoever is uh, the lowest grade getter, we suggest very strongly you never. Listen to their stupidities again. Let the jokes flow. It's official. 
the Democrats have taken the House. Sounds like a nice balanced audience. <laughs> okay, okay. Wow, you guys are almost as excited as Rachel Maddow. She, when she heard the news, she just exploded into a pile of I voted stickers. Democrats uh, flipped the House. President Trump reportedly is already blaming Paul Ryan. He said to be so disappointed in the Speaker of the House, he might start calling him Don Jr. That's how upsetting it is. That's the first news of the evening. Democrats control the House. They can now open investigations into the president and will finally, yes, will finally find out if Donald Trump has ever done anything unethical. Uh, I'll let you grade and then I have comments. Noah with a C plus, Colbert with a C plus, Kimmel with a D plus. Well, you're a tough grader. No substitute teacher today. He's really, really, really tough. Noah has deducted a full grade for being a foreigner and taking jobs American comedians would take. Uh, he ties with Kimmel for just crappy. The question is still out there. It remains to be seen, and we'll have to wait till January 20th. Uh, will the Democrats endlessly investigate President Trump? Will they? Well, do we have that clip from Lonnie Chen from earlier? We, yeah, I know. Sean's got that. Lonnie Chen, who is a, is a fantastic political pundit. Adam Schiff already said something about, about Trump's tax returns. Do you honestly think that Donald Trump is going to sit there and, and do nothing when the Democrats are, are, are out there investigating every element of his life, essentially giving him a proctological exam on a daily basis? Durr. Daily seems like overkill. <laughs> um, Still right. fine. We See you tomorrow. Need, we need to legislate, not investigate. You gotta Some quit. Democrats are saying. You've got to quit coming to my doctor's office. <laughs> look, federal guidelines from the CDC are like once a year. Have another, have another look. You're here every day. And you do urgent care on the weekends. I just, I don't know what your deal your is. Your colon is fine. You clearly have a Take fe- another look. This has become a fetish of some sort, and it's not really medicine at this point. <laughs> Wow, that's inappropriate. <laughs> I don't even remember what we were talking about. Well, well, oh, it's an open question. Don't investigate. But <clears throat> it's an open question to me whether or not they actually investigate. I've been hearing this my whole life, and most of the time, when the party, t- whichever out of power party takes control, they don't. They don't do all the stuff they claimed on the campaign stump. Well, caucus discipline, which sounds like something else you'd pay for, um, is uh, it's tough to get going. Little whips. Oh boy. Um, the, the Republicans have studied for this, uh, or have struggled rather, with this for the longest time. You got your Tea Party thing. You got your Freedom Caucus, etc. The Dems are going to struggle with whatever you know is analogous. They're going to have the investigation caucus, the hardcore let's get them caucus, and old Nancy, old Nancy, is going to struggle to keep them in line. She tried to get out in front of it last night by saying, we are not going to impeach Trump. Has Maxine Waters uh, uttered an inanity yet this morning? Uttered an inanity. I'm sure she will soon, and it will not be uh, in agreement with Nancy. So we shall see. Coming up, the fabulous Deb Saunders of the Las Vegas Review-Journal. She might have a hint as to what the president's going to do and what the press conference might be like here in about 20 minutes. Trump, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I expect him to roll with the punches pretty good. I could I could believe anything. He's a salesman, and you, uh, you know, you put the best face on everything when you're a salesman. Yeah. Right? You had a different uh, customer walk through the door now with the uh, 
Democrat House, so it's going to alter his pitch. On the other hand, he's kind of easily provoked. I don't know if you've noticed. <laughs> You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. strongest voices were Kamala Harris and Cory Booker, the senators who came out the most strongly yeah. against him in that they are both expected right. to be potential candidates. Is there a message for them tonight from what we're seeing? Yeah, you, you pretty much locked down the Republican majority. Uh, as much as you tried to destroy Kavanaugh, you destroyed your colleagues. Claire McCaskill, I think she's probably going to lose. Joe Donnelly's a fine guy. But when he voted against Kavanaugh, that was it for me. I hope Tester loses. Uh, you know, uh, Manchin won. He, he was smart enough to vote for Kavanaugh. I think red state Trump Democrats, uh, it was a nightmare for them the way that uh, Spartacus and these other people handled the hearing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the, the Senate race is not getting as much attention as the House race for pretty obvious reasons. I mean, changing hands is a bigger story. And sure. And then the media is mostly excited about anything going the way of uh, D's. So. Well, and it was pretty long thought that uh, the the map favored Republicans this time around. So it wasn't that big a surprise. Why don't we drag in Deborah J. Saunders, White House correspondent for the Las Vegas Review Journal, longtime token conservative at the uh, the San Francisco Chironical. Hello, Deborah. How are you? I'm a little tired. Yeah. I don't know why. I'm eating old pizza. That's what <laughs> that's what's powering me through. Pizza less left over from last night with the, the news people. So Trump's going to do a press conference here in about 10 minutes. Do we expect him to be conciliatory or coming out firing? I think he's not going to be conciliatory. It's just a guess. I don't know. It's um, always a pretty good guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's going to I think he's going to take credit for the Senate and I think he's going to be um rather pugnacious about the house. I don't believe that we will see a lot of soul-searching today. Well, we had one, I don't remember, who were we talking to? Oh, Dan Balls, Washington Post, pretty well-respected guy. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He was throwing out the idea, you never know, maybe Trump goes with the whole uh, Clinton model. You, you wake up in 1994, Newt's taking the House, and you think, you know, I got to now to get anything done. I got to triangulate. I got to get enough Republicans and Democrats to work together. You think Trump has any of that in him? You know, in 2016, there were a number of conservatives who thought he'd be more like Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? They thought that he would be sort of, uh, the minute things got a little tough for him, he'd want to be liked and he'd move to the left. And he could do that now, right? Um, but here's the thing that works against that. He has been so provocative and in your face with uh, Donald Senate Trump Democrats you're talking about. Democrats. I had noticed that. Yeah. Pardon mm-hmm. me? He's, it's, it's a <laughs> Trump. Yeah, I had noticed that. Yeah. I'd picked that up. Yeah, I don't, so, so I don't know that they're going to be as anxious to work with Donald Trump as California legislators, uh, Democrats, were to work with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, although Trump cherishes nothing more than his image as a dealmaker. Art of the deal! And, and he could certainly see this as the chance to make himself the, the world's legendary dealmaker. And mm-hmm. to the extent that... He offers things Democrat voters want, and the Democratic Party turns him down. I think he will trumpet that loud and proud. So, you know, I don't think it's a sure bet he goes full-on combative. Uh, But I suppose we'll wait and see. He loves to confound people. He loves to have uh, the predictions go wrong about him. 
So, but I'm guessing we'll get a, a little bit of everything. We'll get a little bit of Gene. Maybe my tone could have been better. We'll get we'll get a little bit of Hey, I won. Look at and you know he the, the truth is the Senate gained seats. So you know he's ahead there. He'll take credit for that. And as for all that other stuff, well. <laughs> That's Paul Ryan. I mean, already, already it looks like uh, I was talking to Sam Nunberg uh, two days ago, who was a Trump advisor, and he's, he was just going on and on about how Paul Ryan had betrayed the party and all these Republicans who retired, and that meant their seats were open, and that made it all that much harder to beat the midterm curse. So, um, uh, I don't know. We'll, does, we'll see in, in a few minutes. Does Trump even remember there's a caravan? I mean, is that over now or what? <laughs> Certain things he never forgets. Caravan's one of them. Any cabinet members on the way out from what you hear? Um, That's a common thing well, after midterms, right? No matter what. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, it may be that he'll decide to reassess. But, of course, a lot of people expect uh, Jeff Sessions, the attorney general, to go. There's been talk about Mattis. Uh, and even also, um, you know, the defense secretary and interior secretary Ryan Zinke is facing a lot of investigations. Uh, there's uh, there are reports that Trump is not very happy with him. Well, uh, right. So, if the Zinker course, was way, barely holding on with the Republican uh, House, I mean, he's not going to like working with Adam Schiff a lot. Well, Schiff's <laughs> intelligence, but Elijah Cummings and company. Um, that's right. That's right. Uh, the other question is, how long is Sarah Sanders there? I mean, you, you would expect this is a time when a lot of people leave an administration. Remember how brilliant Nikki Haley was to do it before the midterms mm. so that she wouldn't look like a rat leaving a sinking ship? Yeah, well, it's, it certainly doesn't look like a sinking ship today, does it? It shouldn't, should it? No, no. I Look at the fact that he uh, won seats in the Senate. That means this was not the big route people said it would be. Right. Uh, James Carville early on last night said no blue wave. Now, blue gains for sure, but uh, it, this really was something where it certain you know there were places where the blue wave uh, you could you could say it was there, but it, it was by no means everywhere. Hey, now that Mitt Romney's going to be in the U.S. Senate, is he going to be a thorn in Trump's side at all? I mean, he did call Trump pretty famously a fraud and a con man, but uh, is that over? Do you remember how Trump had dinner with Mitt Romney in New York and was sort of toying with naming sure. Mitt Romney as Secretary of State? He made Mitt Romney eat frog's legs. I <laughs> think there's going to be vengeance for that. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Sub, sub, subplot. <laughs> uh, Deborah Saunders is online, White House correspondent for the Las Vegas Review Journal. I'm uh, checking. Yes, indeed. Maryland's Representative Elijah Cummings is probably going to head up the House Committee on Oversight and Government Reform, and he will be a headline-grabbing son of a gun, and he and Trump will battle for the next two years. So He will be the next Maxine Waters in the Donald Trump phone book. Although Maxine Waters is going to be the Maxine Waters as well, as she's, <laughs> as she's what, banking and consumer, uh, what do you call it? Uh, so she'll be on the scene as well. She will be there. She will be there. She will be uh, the brunt of his attentions. And, of course, we saw this morning that the president tweeted that he hopes that Nancy Pelosi stays on as speaker. Yeah. yeah that's only something. fair. Yeah, that's something. Um, so Gavin is about to become uh, a national figure, and he's, uh, he, his, his speech last night was as much about Trump as anything else. Gavin mm-hmm. Newsom's speech. So is and, heck, gonna... you knew him so well when he was mayor of San Francisco. I did. Uh, I, who knows? Maybe he could be the next president. I'm sure that I'm sure he's thought about it. We know that, right? I mean, look at all the Californians who could be in the running: Eric Garcetti, Gavin Newsom, of course, Kamala Harris, Tom Steyer. This could be like um, there could be a lot of Californians in the race in 2020. Well, yeah, Gavin has said he wouldn't run in 2020. Does that mean anything? Yeah. Well, 
uh, others have said that sort of right. thing, and it doesn't stop them. Maybe he'll decide this isn't the time. And, and uh, as you recall, Kamala Harris and Gavin Newsom famously made a deal where she would get, get run for the Senate seat and he would run for the governor's seat. So perhaps there's some kind of comity. They have the same political consultants working for them. Well, and I could absolutely see Gavin, Gavin having made the uh, calculation that Trump w- having uh, lost the House is in actually a better position to win re-election. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 2024 is the time. And with a successful track record as the governor of the biggest state in the union, he'll, he'll, he'll tr- tromp on the Kamala Harris's and Cory Booker's of the world. Well, it's a risk. Sure. That would be a very shrewd, shrewd way to look at it, because uh, we do know that there's a good chance that, uh, that uh, the Democrats will overplay their hand, that they'll over-investigate, that they'll Brett Kavanaugh, Donald Trump. Oh, man. And, yeah. and eight years is a pretty decent over-under for when California's finances go... <laughs> and, and, and the state uh, you know, has to turn its pockets out and beg the rest of the union for help. So that could all work out beautifully for the pretty, pretty Gavin Newsom. <laughs> what's what you what do you, any headline in your mind out of last night? I mean, other than the obvious, uh, D's take the house, etc. But what stood out to you? Any particular race or movement or amount or something? Well, I think the, the a lot of the prognostications were just plain wrong. And so here I am. I'm, I'm in the Las Vegas Review Journal newsroom right now, and um, a lot of people were saying this was a toss-up state, and it was sort of interesting. You know. It's, we're covering a, an election where people weren't sure what would happen because that certainly hasn't happened to you guys for a long time, has it? No. And and is it and it looks like I mean this is a very blue turnout. The Secretary of State, as I speak to you, uh, it, the Republican Secretary of State, as I speak to you, was was reelected, but that's it. And uh, so it it looks as though Nevada is California East. Or could be. Well, and in Nevada, y'all, y'all elected a dead pimp to the assembly. So, I mean, that's kind of weird. Please. The dead pimp of Pahrump. It's hard to take y'all seriously. <laughs> the dead pimp <laughs> of Pahrump. Vote for life, candidates, idiots. <laughs> well, uh, listen, Deborah, and this uh, brings me no joy to say, it seems pretty clear to me that uh, the country is veering leftward. At, well, at the very least, the, the population centers. I would say this. I think you're right. I think the younger younger voters are moved to the left, but you know it's also it's moving more to the left and more to the right at the same time. Both sides are digging in their heels, and they're just getting uh, they're not coming closer together. They're moving further apart, and I think I think that uh, Donald Trump has made a contribution to that. Hmm. Could be. Well, we'll see uh, what he says in just a few minutes, right? Yeah, it's coming right up. Yeah. Deborah J. Saunders, White House correspondent, Las Vegas Review General. Hey, uh, Deborah, it's awful nice of you to spend so much time with us. Thanks a bunch. Thank you. And, I love doing this show. Yeah, and we'll, we'll talk soon. Thanks. The dead pimp of Pahrump. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yes, dead God, his, op- his opponent has got to be smarting. This morning. What was my mistake? <laughs> well, they say losing an election is a personal rejection. You know, it, it you take it to heart. She lost to a dead pimp. <laughs> What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, Trump doubles down on Democrats ahead of his news conference coming up minutes from now. Apparently, indictments are no reason not to get reelected. And the bizarre reason one potential juror in the Chapo Guzman trial has been excused. And we will bring you at least part of Trump's press conference coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Uh, as James Carville said last night on MSNBC, ah, this is not a wave. <laughs> you can call this what you want now. <laughs> 
Uh, the president is about to do a press conference, though, and he did lose the House, and they might investigate him, so he might have his uh, his hackles up, his orange hair in the back of his neck standing up. All right. So. We'll get to that when it happens. Right now, the news with Marshall Phillips. Uh, you mentioned hackles being up. President Trump threatening to retaliate against Democratic efforts to investigate his in- administration after they gain control of the House. This morning, Trump tweeted, If the Democrats think they're going to waste taxpayer money investigating us at the House level, then we likewise will be forced to consider investigating them. Oh, that'd be just dandy. So if they waste tax money, then it's on us. To right? Waste tax money. <laughs> we'll show you. <laughs> Trump adding two can play that game. Meanwhile, Democratic House... I've never liked the argument of wasting tax money when it comes to an investigation. Right. Each side always does it. You guys waste so much friggin' money. It's always a tiny amount. Oh, yeah. That, that's, you know, it's either a good idea for an investigation or not. But the wasting taxpayers' money right. on, oh, come on, you waste money on crap all the time. You know, I kind of appreciate Trump saying it out loud, though, because that's what's said in the halls of Congress all the time. You guys keep coming after us. We're going to open up something on old uh, Jones leaking that stuff to the New York Times because mm. everybody knows he did it. Mm. Good one. Mm. Meanwhile, Democratic House Leader Nancy Pelosi saying the Democrats should not try and impeach Trump. And after she said that, Trump has tweeted, quote, in all fairness, Nancy Pelosi deserves to be chosen Speaker of the House by the Democrats. <laughs> if they give her a hard time, perhaps we will add some Republican votes. She has earned this great honor! Exclamation point. I guarantee you, Trump's smart enough to know Nancy Pelosi being Speaker is good for him. Well, yeah, 100%. He said it many times. He loves this idea. And Nancy knows exactly what Trump's doing by saying that. So, yeah, there, there's some finely tuned sarcasm <laughs> flying around right now. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, a majority of voters do not want to see President Trump impeached. NBC News had exit polling showing 54% of the midterm voters claim they don't believe Congress should impeach the president. That's interesting. With an approval rating around 40, 54% say don't impeach. Yep. Well, right. And that's a perfectly sensible attitude. And you're right to have that attitude, Democrats. It would be suicidal. On the other hand, in the less rational, more shouty uh, districts of the country, where you just get people riled up by shouting and it doesn't matter if it makes sense or not, those representatives will continue to shout for impeachment. And their acolytes will have no idea that they're just being pandered to and led. Uh, and, And everybody wins, except for America. Well, apparently indictments don't really matter in San Diego County. Republican Congressman Duncan Hunter is the projected winner over his Democratic opponent. Despite fighting off charges, he and his wife use campaign money for personal stuff. I would like to believe that people voted for him knowing that he's going to get booted out of office and replaced with a different Republican. Not because they think it's a good idea for him to continue to be in Congress. Oh, no, it's absolutely clear. I mean, with the uh, Republican and Democrat Party so far apart... Policy-wise, they want Republican policies. They know Duncan Hunter's not long for the world. It'll be somebody else soon. And while that is a perfectly legitimate story, I heard that story a lot last night, and not enough about freaking Menendez getting reelected to the Senate. He's an absolute crook, and he gets to keep his job. It's unbelievable. Yeah, Menendez crimes make Duncan Hunter look like a punk. But no, there wasn't a lot of appetite for that in all of the nation's media, which is left, Democrat. Day two, jury selection in the trial of Joaquin El Chapo Guzman brought an unexpected surprise. Well, you see As jurors... As opposed to an expected surprise. <laughs> well, you see jurors... Sorry, you have a difficult job. Why would I sit here... 
and, meanness and, uh, of meanness. Pure meanness. <laughs> a black, black soul. A soul with a, that's lost hope. And now, Armstrong and Getty attack their beloved newsman. You know what? Joe Getty lets his internal bitterness leak out. Anyway, you were saying? Well, jurors usually get excused for their uh, opinions or their life circumstances. A potential juror was excused by the judge after the juror asked for Guzman's autograph. Oh, boy. Wow. The juror wasn't identified, but it's been revealed he was born in Colombia. He's been living in New York for the last 20 years. During his interview, the man admitted he was born in Medellin, the hometown of the late drug kingpin uh, Pablo Escobar. And according to the reports, the man also revealed he liked TV crime dramas and insisted it wouldn't affect his judgment going forward. But then he turned around and asked a court security officer for Guzman's autograph. When he was asked by the judge, the man reportedly owned up and said, you know, I'm a bit of a fan. Well, defense attorneys wanted him to stay, but prosecutors (laughs) wanted him to go. And he was ultimately excused. Oh, now we've learned a new way to get out of jury duty, if you want to. Ask for an autograph from the person that's being accused. I'm a fan. (laughs) And lastly, Chinese authorities have begun using gate recognition, a new surveillance tool that uses people's body shapes and how they walk to identify them. I'm a pair. I'm shaped like a pair. And how do you walk? Like a pair with legs. There you go. <laughs> like a duck. Anyway, the Chinese are being are using the gate recognition to identify people even when their faces can't be seen by cameras. Yeah, I remember talking to, we talked to somebody, FBI guys, someone like that. Everybody has a distinctive walk, and I had never yep. known that before, but you have a, a more distinctive walk than practically anything. You can tell who somebody is from just their silhouette of them walking. Mm. And it's not just going on in China, it's Japan, the U.K., and the U.S. Defense uh, Information Systems Agency have all been researching gate recognition for over a decade now. So we're moving toward more leftist government that can uh, surveil our every move. I wonder how that'll work out. The other day, my uh, third grader and I were walking away from, uh, from the house, and my wife said, you guys have exactly the same walk. Wow. And my youngest, who's six, has the exact same walk as my mom, as his grandma. Hmm. Really? So there's some hereditary skip-the-generation thing. They walk exactly the same way. Your your mom's walk, as I recall, is two left, then one right. Yeah. And so a hopping <laughs> yeah. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. It's more a waltz <laughs> than a walk, really. I guess you kind of just drag the right in between the two lefts. <laughs> 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 It's got a stutter to it. It's kind of cool. If there's music going, it's it's beautiful. Coming up in moments, the president and voices of the election. Reaction from around the country yesterday. We have painstakingly collected opinions and gut feelings for you. Yeah, the president is going to be taking questions here in a little bit. It's almost certain to be fairly entertaining, so we'll bring that to you. He's not up to the podium yet. When he does, we'll bring it to you. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Where's dinner? 
Well, we've had dessert, though, haven't we? Wow. Thanks, guys. He's back on the scene, ladies and gentlemen. Dinner table events. Mitt Romney. <laughs> Sorry, Michael. Beat you to it. What is it with him and food? Mitt Romney. Pancakes, etc. Might be one of the most decent people in all of government. Mitt Romney, and he's going to be a U.S. Successfully senator. portrayed as some sort of monster yeah, yeah. during the election. Such as uh, politics. So we're waiting for President Trump to walk out. In front of a horde of um, uh, reporters who are going to ask him questions, as soon as he does, we'll, we'll bring that to you. But first, voices of the election. <laughs> Joe likes this name, apparently. <laughs> Should have come up with some sort of sappy music. Reactions to the results uh, around the country from different points of view. First of all, the gentleman from South Carolina, Clip 113, Lindsey Graham. Perhaps some of that goes to the issue of character that President Obama talked about. It goes to some of the issues of style for the president. Uh, You're close to him. What kind of advice would you have for him on that issue tonight? I think he said something right before the vote came in that, you know, maybe tone does matter. President Trump's been a great commander in chief. The economy is humming. We're safer. We're more prosperous. But, you know, style does matter. Sometimes it can drown out substance. Um, interesting. Yeah, Lindsey was really holding forth last night. He had a lot of good... Here, play 110 real quick. Lindsey 110. Well, uh, if they want to impeach President Trump, I would give them some advice. I've been there, done that with Clinton. Didn't work out for us. <laughs> I would think twice about it. Yeah, giggling. He's had a couple of <laughs> peach daiquiris, clearly. <laughs> uh, Lindsey Graham holding forth with apple teenies there. Commenting on the election. More voices. I have <laughs> I no declare. idea what you're hinting at. <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm told that, uh, oh, I'm sorry, more voices of the election. <laughs> yes. CNN's Abby Phillips in clip 132. I think you can also look at the results tonight if you're President Trump and you can say, my political instincts are generally still pretty good. I, can, I still know how to get my people out. And I still know how to pull it out in the places where I need to. Wow. Hey. Wait a minute. Yeah. That was icky. Yeah, there's something. Yeah. Not sure that's what she was going for there. No. Uh, Van Jones is on CNN 124. Uh, I don't know how many hours ago it was. You said this was heartbreaking. Uh, where is your head now? My, my heart has been restored. Uh, <laughs> it is the end of one party rule in the United States. Thank God. And the beginning of a new Democratic Party. Younger, browner, cooler, more women, more <laughs> veterans can win in Michigan, can win in Pennsylvania, can win in Ohio. We have the first Muslim women, first Native American women, of, of the first black woman from Massachusetts, first Latina from Texas. It may not be a blue wave. It's a rainbow wave. It's something <laughs> happening out there, and I'm happy about it. Younger, browner, hipper, with Nancy Pelosi and <laughs> Joe Biden leading the way. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, you got that gay feller who's the uh, governor of Colorado now, and you got the the Muslim gals. I wonder how they feel about uh, uh, gay fellers down there at their mosque. That could be an interesting dynamic study. Good point. Going forward. Very, very oh, good it'll point. it'll be a very, 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 very good point the more Muslims get into government. And, Stand by. And by the way, I'm guessing you didn't mind one-party rule when it was Obama and a Democratic con- controlled house and senate i'm guessing you thought one party rule was fine then so come on how about uh beto o'rourke robert francis o'rourke from texas he's a loser but he feels like a winner 144 i want to thank this amazing campaign of people not a dime from a single pack all people all the time 
in every single part of Texas. All of you showing the country how you do this. I'm so f***ing proud of you guys. <laughs> and that We're going to have that clip at the end of the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That's Please. our new ending clip. Come on, handsome. Um, Beto. So f***ing proud of you guys. Thank you. <laughs> Beto, who Facebook lived his entire campaign, and I saw some highlights of that the other day. There's all kinds of funny stuff. Yeah, in lines at drive-throughs, <laughs> air drumming to Who songs as he's ordering <laughs> stuff, stopping at rest stops to whiz, <laughs> whatever. Oh, wow, that is charming. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's great. Now more vo- is the president speaking. No, more voices of the election. <laughs> okay. Now some more uh, insufferably uh, sincere-sounding pablum from Gavin Newsom. Hey, by the way, before we get to that, I just want to mention that whole Heidi Heitkamp thing is kind of interesting. She lost last night. Got whooped. But she had the... Whooped! She had the honesty to come out and say, I don't think Kavanaugh did this stuff. Even though that was, you know, against her party. Mm-hmm. And it and it doomed her. Yeah, yeah. She um, just didn't like his judging. Yeah. Which, you know, hell, credit. Credit for that. Uh, let's see. How about, uh, Gavin? I can't take too much. What's the shortest one? Uh, how about, uh, 147? And to those who wonder whether polarization is permanent, who think today's big dreams are tomorrow's broken promises, who question whether a 40 million person melting pot of different faiths, different families and futures can live and prosper together, California is your answer. <laughs> You know, that's some beautiful sounding stuff. Wow. You can not pay for your schemes. You can't do it. And more people are leaving than coming in. By and the, the people hundreds that, of thousands. And the people that are coming in want free stuff. And the people that are leaving pay high taxes because they make money. Right. And yeah, so there you go. Yeah, 130,000 people uh, left California for other states last year. The population keeps growing because of uh, foreign immigrants and births, generally the babies of those foreign immigrants. And as I say every time I hear those numbers, I want to know what the incomes are of the people leaving versus the people coming in, because I guarantee you there's a a wide disparity. A lot of people leaving are middle-class folks without a college degree who just can't afford it. Um, now the numbers, and and this is the, the primary problem with California's system of taxation, the numbers of people who make say over a hundred thousand dollars a year who are leaving are not nearly as impressive, but their impact to the state coffers is enormous because Jerry Brown and company doubled and tripled down on the strategy of a very narrow tax base taxed very heavily. And so you got a thousand people leaving. Who make say 150 grand plus? Demographically, that's absolutely nothing. But if those are the people paying the bulk of income tax, that's pretty significant. Those who have been blessed the most, and it's not a thousand, disproportionately extracted by whatever skill, more and more from the national wealth, they're going to have to share more of that. You entrepreneurs, you business people, you makers, you're extracting from the national wealth. You build a business that employs 50 people feed, medicate, clothe their family. You built that business. You're extracting from the nation. You're not adding to it in Cal Unicornia. Hey, a texter just said, didn't uh, Pretty Pretty Gavin Newsom guest host your show once? Yeah, I think last Christmas break, he filled in for one day for us. Was Remember it last year? Yeah, it, was, it wasn't too terribly long ago. 
Um, the president is now almost 30 minutes late from, for his press conference. He's running on OP time, apparently, orange person time. He's, uh, he's probably uh, lip-locked with Nancy Pelosi, the two of them, <laughs> finding a little common ground in the old uh, oh, God. slap and tickle. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Strange bedfellows, right? This is how we did it 60 Politics. years ago, huh? <laughs> oh, 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 shut up! Remember the summer of love? Let's make it the fall of love. Oh, yeah. No? Okay. I'm calling for bipartisanship. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The first part of what Gavin said there. Those of you who think bipartisanship and nastiness, oh, come on. Who honestly believes bipartisanship and nastiness is going anywhere anytime soon? I mean, it's a nice thing to want and hope and push for. I, I agree. But Well, in the vast swaths of the West that are red and are outvoted by the urban centers over and over again are saying, easy for you to say. Such is the nature of politics. I would like to get the gay governor of Colorado together with the new Muslim constituency and see see how, how to see eye to eye on things. Yeah. Huh? Well, maybe they get along. Maybe they would. Maybe they'd be fine. President Trump, when it comes, you're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. <laughs> 